Welcome to Empower, a show about entrepreneurs, digital nomads, and disruptors, and the stories behind the amazing things they created. Do you need to be an expert in the field to become a successful entrepreneur? Do you need a lot of money or capital to start? What about experience? In today's episode, we talk with a dreamer who went on from being a commerce graduate in India to creating an augmented reality startup that would go on to become the first Indian company to win the 2018 San Francisco Shark Tank Showcase. Interestingly, this entrepreneur pitched more than 80 times to investors and VCs in 2017, and no one said yes. And then later, he came to the US with a one-way ticket because he did not have enough money for the round trip. And when I asked him, what if this didn't work out? He said, I don't know, I never thought about this. I'm happy to have an awesome entrepreneur and a dear friend on our OmniDigit podcast. Please welcome Chaitanya Hiramath, or as I dearly call him, Chad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to our podcast at OmniDigit. Tell the viewers a little about yourself, your journey, your aspirations, inspirations, and all the good stuff. So my name is Chad, as as Sushant mentioned. um, I've been working in the augmented reality and artificial intelligence uh, machine learning space for about um, four years now. And um, my startup journey started in uh, 2015. Um, and how that worked about was, I think there was this, there's this zeal inside me since I was very young to do something big, but never really had the discipline to sort of follow through on a one specific idea. You know, like you always have these, um, you have all great ideas, right? They're popping out on your head, like all all the time, but it's just about, I think, uh, I didn't have the sense of the balance to execute any of them growing up. Like there was just so much energy that was wasted. <laughs> and, and I think uh, a lot of our viewers would relate with that because a lot of us have so many ideas, but we'd never really do anything about that. Yeah, I think, um, I think those changing point in my life was when I realized that, you know, you just somehow you just have to stick to something. Absolutely. Unwavering, give it your all and see. It does not matter if, you know, it's, you should not be really concerned about, oh, that seems to be better. You know, you just try to, if you've taken a path and really do believe in it, just try to follow through with it, irrespective if it doesn't really work out. You'll have so many learnings through while you're doing it. You know, I mean, there's so much stuff that you'll encounter. Um, that that makes it worth it. And those are invaluable lessons along the way. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, it's not about, you know, how much money you made or X, Y, Z. It's about how in the process, what kind of person you became. Absolutely. So let's go back to your college days, Chad. So where did this journey start? I was born and brought up in Delhi. I did my course in Bachelor of Commerce. So I did become honors from Delhi University. And something I really didn't want to do (laughs) (laughs) college at all. I wanted to drop out uh, really aggressively after the first six months because I just didn't really feel that I was learning anything. Like, to be honest, I just, um, it was that you'd start learning stuff just before the exam. And then 
you just vomit everything out and it, nothing really you know stuck to me and i know for a lot of people um things work out when they're in universities and you know uh, it i think it it's dependent on person to person so a lot of people do ask me this question how much relevance do you give to anybody applying to your organization in terms of, in terms of uh, you know their academic achievements and it's that it, you know it, it's not that it's really relevant for us uh, but at the same time it does not mean that you should not go to college you know it just depends on person to person where they are in their life i was not a college person but i still did it right um, but some people might argue you did your college and then you went and did your msc and you you know did this thing from mit and all of this stuff and like you are the one saying that brands don't matter uh, on your on your resume but i really truly believe so i think that the learnings that i have have been purely from um, my entrepreneur journey and um, that's uh, you know that's sort of my take on things but coming back to this uh, after doing my graduation in delhi i, I moved to uh, prague uh, as as you uh, as you called it earlier czechoslovakia <laughs> and chad was laughing about that when i used the word czechoslovakia because that's where colloquial people nowadays use the word czech republic right chad <laughs> yeah that's czech republic you got that right <laughs> so uh, so i did my msc from there i was there for about a couple of years and uh, spent some time also um uh in poland in between warsaw and krakow and uh vienna and just sort of uh, that gave me a look and feel into sort of a you know uh, a parallel world um my first exposure to the western hemisphere <laughs> and those are beautiful places by the way <laughs> yeah i know i know you can't complain <laughs> so um i really um i really looked at this and um it was really inspiring for me because um it took me the reason i went to prague was essentially i was so bored being in my comfort zone in delhi born and brought up in a city you know didn't really travel so much it was very limited exposure and when i went to prague like everything changed for me i had such great exposure to different nationalities and most of my friends were expats and it was great you know i mean i think that was a fundamental reason why i chose the czech republic and i didn't go to uk or us because you know like that's are, where everyone goes <laughs> i think it's very important if somebody is looking um from an entrepreneur standpoint as to you know what should i do um in order to get become a better version of myself is constantly get out of your comfort zone so i landed up um in prague in you know i mind you i've been in delhi right i mean it's hot in delhi right and you just go uh, to prague you land in i remember it was 11th february it was like minus 15 degrees uh, wow. so that's pulls apart it's <laughs> <laughs> snowing and everything and i was just like nobody speaks english you know you don't know wow. so it's just an exciting you know an exciting place to be it just like gets you out of your comfort zone and tells you like this is life you know and um i took that learning i think i that really changed a lot of things in me fundamentally yes and um that gave me the enough zeal to okay let's just you know you had your fun you you, you had your uh, you know um, whatever um outlet that you needed to have from you know the teenage years you need to sort of have have go to a few parties enjoy blah 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 
you know, there were a lot of, uh, all of those things going on in Pragal, this is notorious for all that. So I did enjoy that. And I was like, wow, this is all fun. Um, but I want to do something else. I'm bored. Um, like, let's just come back to reality, right? And I was like, okay, I just want to start something with a lot of discipline. I came back to India. I started um, uh, a company which was into animation. Mm-hmm. I started an animation company. It was called Slipkind Studios. And uh, the objective of that company was to create uh, hyper-realistic um, 3D animation. Mm-hmm. And like Pixar level quality and stuff. We had no idea what we were doing, right? The only the only thing that we knew was we want to create something that's uh, right there up to the global standards. Um, but and when you say we, how many people were working with you to start uh, this business? Yeah, we were three people to start off with, right? And uh, we expanded to about seven. Okay. And um, the vision was that we will be able to create something create for the international market to that level in terms of animation, but who's the, uh, what's the market for it? Who's going to buy it? Is this a movie? Are we going to sell it? You know, all of those things, we had no idea. And did so, you have an office or did you just bootstrap from your home? How, was, a, how was the culture then? Uh, for the first um, couple of months, we were in my, in my room, you know, so like it's just from my place. And then we got a small, tiny office where everybody was clamped in together. And um, we realized that, oh, uh, we just don't have money to do this anymore. And we need to go out in the market and raise some money. So that was my responsibility. And um, what I did was virtual reality was very young at this time. It's 2015. And um, it it created this uh, fancy suitcase. And the suitcase, you would have an Oculus, you know, the, oh, the that, Facebook uh, Oculus. Yeah. The first, it was the first version, which, which was there, right? You take this Oculus, I had this, uh, this um, CPU that I used to carry with me and like the remote controls and so on. And I used to take this box everywhere with me. And the objective was we can, um, we wanted to build something for real estate in virtual reality, just to get a quick buck out of it. Right. And I went from developer to developer. This is when the real estate market completely tanked. There was no money. Uh, and um, we got nothing, basically. And then one of those pitches when I was, you know, just carrying it, putting in people's head and be like, oh, check this out. So cool. People were like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but we don't have budget for it. We, what is this? Like, we don't have The anything. idea is awesome, but we cannot do anything about it. <laughs> that's how, like, I really understood the importance of a product market fix. Um, and what we did after that was, I thought this, carrying this huge box everywhere doesn't really make any sense, right? And that was when I was exposed to augmented reality. Now, the difference between augmented reality and virtual reality um, for everybody listening in is, Augmented uh, virtual reality is contingent on headsets. So you wear a headset and you put it on your face and you're completely oblivious to everything around you. You're in a confined environment in the 3D dimension. Right. Um, So you can't see anything except what you see inside it. Whereas in augmented reality, augmented reality is an amalgamation between physical and virtual worlds. So... Um, you're able to see me and you can see a dinosaur or a bird flying in my environment. So that's an amalgamation between physical and virtual. And the cool thing about augmented reality was that um, there was something that by Google that uh, started making the waves at that time. It was a project called Tango. 
in that project it made it first time it made it possible for the first time to augment 3d characters using just a smartphone not wow. using and when you say 3d characters are you talking about emojis games or any specific area that you're talking about um any any 3d characters that you can imagine so when you can augment 3d characters in your environment that's a natural thing you can build a game around it you can build emojis around it you can do whatever you like to right so it has um, multiple applications yeah. so that's how scanta came into being the scanta came into being with this learning of the failure of my previous startup and the learning that we want to push something in augmented reality that the world has not seen before so we started building on the google tango project created the world's first ar basketball game this was in 2016 and um, uh, built another game and we were just trying to test the waters as to you know this is really cool technology let's see what we can do with it and uh, after which um, we got an opportunity um, to pitch to coca cola and how did that happen would you like to share the story because at this point of time you didn't have any clients and you didn't have any money either right Yeah, so yeah. how did you end up with Coca-Cola such a giant um so at that time what happened was um we were just experimenting with AR this is around September 2016 and the market was so new people had not seen things in AR and AR what i mean by that is AR was conceived to be scanning a QR code and redirecting it to redirecting you to a web page okay for so, the biggest i don't want to name the publication the biggest newspaper in india was doing just <laughs> saying i'm going to give you an ad and i'm going to also give you ar by giving this and by redirecting your qr code to your website and i was like wow okay this needs to change you know and uh, the objective of reaching and you know pitching to clients was we need to really show the brands where the potential really lies of augmented reality you know yes um, so one thing led to the other uh, through a network of um, uh, friends i was able to reach over call and just sort of give like a one pitch on an email like we're doing something really with good with augmented reality i think it will be really relevant for you guys to just check it out no expectations right and was this coca cola guy a decision maker or was just a random person who knew, who your friends knew at coca cola yeah uh it was uh, supposed to meet the decision maker the right. decision maker um had somebody on her team that asked me like after when i went for the meeting this exchange pleasantries and she's like okay now this person can handle it and i'm like okay and we and that person and me became really good friends during the process and uh, i showed him right so i created um i didn't really have enough money at that time to create prototypes right for a wow. brand before actually getting the project right it's really tough to do that but i just had a, i don't know if it's a, it's a hunch or a feeling i just said let me just it will add so much more if we actually show them what could happen rather than showing them something else which is irrelevant to the brand so i took um so uh, i took this huge chart paper like it was like about 3 feet 4 3 and a half feet right and it was like just a print of bricks hmm. and what you would do is i would just put my phone right next to it right and all the bricks would break out and a robot would enter your dimension wow 
and do something funny to do a little dance and then drink a coca cola that sounds crazy and unique and creative to me yeah i mean it's just uh, and the person watching this was like what really what's going on you know and, and by the way were you in india or you were in san francisco united yeah, states I was, in, i was in india at that time and you were doing this virtually still right yeah so this was um, uh, out of the south asia office right so that's in gurgaon right uh, and uh, we showed this to them and they're like wow this is super interesting and i was like you know what it's super hard and it's cool but i just don't want this to be a frill factor you know a one off thing i really want this to be a case study that gives you a positive roi so tell me how many people you want to target with this and we came up to a figure which is 3000 we said if we reach 3000 people in this activation we have a winner so that's how i spent my christmas till new year it was a seven day activity i still remember and on new year's eve at 11:30 pm like the activity got over and um i did not sleep for about 7 days and we were wow. 15000 plus users which was 5x of what was really expected and did you market it at all or it was just just happened overnight blew it, it happened. like we just had like people you know scanning all of these different like hidden treasures within uh, this location and these robots would come out and they would go to their friends and talk about it and just created this domino effect wow. um, it was just <laughs> yeah it was it was really really great um and i took that learning and i said okay uh, i i slept i didn't even i was not even awake till midnight and i just slept so tired and after which the learning was okay we have coca cola we did something great and you know now we're going to win the market and surprise surprise that does not happen <laughs> um and what you're able to understand there at that time there was a you know a billion dollar startup called playpay uh, mm-hmm. and people who are familiar with augmented reality would definitely know this brand and this is exactly what they did they based in san francisco and um, the startup like you know com- you know right now they just uh, they're not they don't exist anymore they just sort of uh, closed down about a month back but they reached a billion dollar valuation right wow and the issue is that when you looked at that market um, if you're looking at people scanning different things there's just no way for people to go back home and keep the app what's the stickiness to it you know and yes. you not be scanning the thing again and again and again you know yes so that's why we then collaborated on the google tango project and build these games which did not require any sort of mechanism to scan things and um, yeah one thing led to the other built built the game and after the games we realized wow game the gaming market is completely different and very few devices actually had the capability of augmented reality at that time so it was a completely it's a very niche market which was there and then we sat down and we thought what could be the winning use case for augmented reality this is 2017 and we came up with the concept of generating avatars mm. so now what we work on is um, we focus on machine learning right being emotionally intelligent assistants in augmented reality so you can have an avatar standing next to you you can have a conversation with the avatar tells you how you you know it can take in uh, a let's say a replacement to your friend <laughs> it's more uh, like a siri in within an avatar form 
Yeah, the difference is that Siri usually, you know, hey Siri, what's the weather? You know, that's like the weather is X, Y, Z and that's it. It's we're not interactive. Yeah, we're talking about conversational AI where it's able to understand and interpret what you're saying and give you an accurate response. Because we believe that human beings are, uh, are influenced by visual elements. They are. And the other, uh, like just not only sound, but visual elements adds a whole different dimension. It does. We believe that if you're able to have something in front of you and you can actually speak to the character, to the assistant, and it can give you the relevant response, it creates this whole new layer of immersion. That's so, true. So that's, that's true. Sort of like what we've been uh, working on and making it more efficient and more efficient and yeah. So you made your game and you had your first, uh, you know, viewer as Coca-Cola, that was great. And then you created all this game. So how, how did you end up in San Francisco from India and how was the journey like? Yeah, funny that you just bring that up. <laughs> I was uh, just about to uh, tell you about what uh, made me uh, come, you know, la what landed me up in uh, in the US because after uh, starting Scanta, right, uh, my objective was maybe to look at Europe because there's something I was more familiar with, maybe go to Germany and, you know, do the whole startup thing there and if I had an option, right? But in December 2017, um, we got an option, we got a, like a, this email from uh, these people at Shark Tank. And wow. uh, they're like, you know, why don't you come over and pitch at San Francisco? I'm like, is this real? Like, what, why, why, you know? And then I found out somebody from the team had actually applied. Um, wow. Like, interesting. So all of a sudden I'm like rushing to the visa office and getting all of that done. And um, about two weeks, three weeks later, I land up in San Francisco. This is around the second week of June, January. This was your first ever trip to the United States. That is right. That is right. So this and is just just for our viewers, I think uh, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Chad. Scanta is the first Indian company to be ever featured in Shark Tank. Is that yeah. right? You were there in the Shark Tank showcase, so it's a little different from the television show that you see because it's got many more startups and it's more like a pitching fest and you're able to uh, you know like all the more tech companies are there so if you if you win the showcase um, the probability of you raising funds from the investors that are there there are like about 30 investors it it's really increases the, you know so that's what happened um, after Shark Tank we closed our first quarter million dollars and then we won the showcase, which was great. And yeah, everything changed. Um, and see, because I'm in San Francisco downtown right now speaking to you. So I naturally stayed back. <laughs> How was the experience, Chad, uh, being with the sharks? Because, you know, when a lot of us who see television, who watch television, Shark Tank, they, they see these entrepreneurs being grilled. There's a lot of questions. How was your Experience. I think that for me, uh, one of the journeys in 2017, and I just like sometimes when I zoom out and look at things, right, everything makes so much more sense. In 2017, I pitched about 75 times, around 75 to 80, to investors, um, to VC funds, to whomsoever I could, right? And uh, nobody invested anything. 
I just went the entire year, like, you know, one in three days, I would have a pitch with someone. And um, I think that made uh, me really confident about what all questions and answers could possibly happen before anybody asks me a question regarding what we are doing. I was ready with the answer because I had done it so many times. Learning with experience. Like you, you potentially know, right? The confidence level when you start pitching and when you're pitching the same thing after a year, you would see it would drastically, you would know each and every different element because investors will say, oh, that's cool. Why are you not doing this? Have you heard about this company or that company? And you'll go home and you do research and it gets better and better and better. And then you have answers to mostly everything. Right? You hone your craft. Yeah. I mean, you become so confident, you know? So I think that, um, that sort of confidence uh, was something I took with me, you know? And when I went to the Shark Tank showcase, it was, um, I had like a seven member team in India, maybe, maybe eight people. And we had to give uh, some people salaries and it was like $3,000, $4,000 that was like in deficit. Uh, wow. but what I did was I just took a ticket, right, one way. I did not have money for the round trip. So I just took a one-way ticket and just gambled. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen if we don't win it, you know. I mean, if this doesn't work, I have no backup. And it just, I just went with it and it just happened. And I was really like focused on making it happen because uh, I had, you know, I take this analogy from that Batman movie when, it, when he tries to like go up the prison, climb up the wall, and he's not able to do it when the rope, it, rope is attached. But he does it when the rope is not attached. So, we, so kind of a learning thing for our viewers is that when you have a backup or a safety net, your chances are less. I mean, you don't have anything. It's like, go for it. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You'll die. You know, right? um, I mean, just think about it, right? I mean, I just feel that too many people don't give it all that they possibly can just because there's an alternative option. That's available. That's that's so true. And uh, I was talking to a couple of friends recently, and they were talking about this backup plan. What's the exit strategy? And I was yeah. telling them, if you're so sure about your idea, why do you need an exit strategy? Come on, make it big first before you talk about the backup or something else. Give yeah. it, give your best. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with you there. I mean, um, there obviously in every startup there are a lot of pivots. Right. Things happen, things change, the market changes. I mean, if you were doing the same thing into what we were doing in 2017, it's not relevant anymore. The market's completely changed. But at the same time, like I feel that too many people are concerned with, okay, if I don't do this, I have another option and I can work for Google. And that's something that just is just something that I don't really understand you know i mean i think that if you you're a ceo of a startup or if you're a core team member you need to give it your all with all the life energy that you have and say that either this happens or nothing else is possible for me because if it's like if, if this happens great if it does not have like go work for tesla that's not how it works you know because your mind is always gonna have like that 
uh, thing where okay i don't want to do it right now i'm going to do it later you know kind of a thing and that later never comes yeah. <laughs> exactly so, so tell me something chad you took a one way ticket from new delhi to san francisco just a hypothetical situation what if this wouldn't have worked what would you have done um wow i never thought about that <laughs> i don't that's beautiful but yeah um i just i don't know i just never really thought about um what could be the next day when i got rejected and i didn't have any money and i would have to shut down the company you know i just didn't give any um any sort of fire to that emotion or to that reality i was just focused on this will happen it needs to happen you know i have to give it my all and if it didn't you know if it didn't happen i would have taken it that day at that time and looked at reflected on the situation but i think that too many people um, and this is a problem with me as well uh, sometimes you know what we do is we live too much in our imagination um from a negative standpoint what if this could not you don't know what if it could not what if it could right i mean that's sort of what we need to really focus on and if we give our energy to what if it could not while we have not really executed it it really um, i mean you it, it depletes that conviction that you require in order to actually make it happen so you kind of saying that i want this but i'm saying what if i it this does not happen you kind of saying to the universe that i want this but i feel that this might not happen so yeah. you actually it doesn't happen with you exactly so what you're doing at the same time is you're creating a desire and at the same time you're thinking you're not deserving of that desire or you don't want it yes absolutely if you really want something that you want it will happen period you know no doubt nothing 100% conviction i completely agree with you on that i mean yeah i think so much along the same lines when i talk to my colleagues you know my entrepreneur friends this is the same thing so as of now chad where do you see uh, scanta going what is the business look like the future plans yeah um we are at a very interesting cusp right now which is that we are we've achieved some groundbreaking research for our uh, natural language processing engine right. which allows us to um to bring about a human element with machines wow and yeah so we're really excited about it and we are putting that um uh, not into market anytime soon uh, we're looking at um some strategic players that are interested in the technologies that we're building and we're having those discussions with them as to how their technology could benefit them and at the same time we're looking to uh, possibly uh, look at uh, giving this technology um to consumers to see how they use it uh, in terms of the conversational uh, assistant right uh, and that's something that we're planning to do in the next 90 to 120 days awesome so as a, as of now uh, chad scanta what is the valuation of scanta and how many employees do you have currently in sf san francisco united states you know in san francisco right now we have seven people working with us um wow. valuation um last i i mean i don't i cannot disclose what's the discussion that we're having right now but the last raise that we had got uh, money in was 10 million so that Very was the nice. last valuation that we had 
that's interesting. So, you know, it's a great journey from you from a B from a commerce student and bachelor's in commerce student to a master's in science to virtual reality and augmented reality. I, I take it as completely different things that you have taken in the journey along the journey, right? Yeah. So if you have to give uh, some suggestions or advice to young entrepreneurs or just professionals who want to get into entrepreneurship, what do those be? I think... Um one thing that you really need to do is to believe in yourself and understand that whatever uh, you know whatever field you're working in that need not be the finding resting field for you you know i mean if you're into marketing and you want to do something in machine learning that does not mean you can't do it um I was a man. I, I, I was a management student, right? That was my core area. I knew how to do business and knew nothing about tech. Um, in the last um, four years, everything that I've done is in the tech space, and I, I believe that I have decent knowledge uh, in that space uh, right now. You know, I lead <laughs> an entire tech team. So, if you really want to um, focus on a, a field, right? I mean, don't be hesitant that, oh, I don't know that, and I did not do my uh, university in that, or I didn't take that subject, or blah, 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 and I can't do it. I mean, don't hold back. I mean, you can do anything that you put your mind to, you know, you have to. Uh, so don't, don't just, um, just confine yourself with that thought process that you might not be able to do it. If you really want to, you can master any of those fields that you really, you know, want to uh, put your energy on. Absolutely. So we wish you the very best, Chad. It was wonderful having you on the show. I hope that all our viewers and listeners would really learn something from the story of Chad and Scanta. And we wish uh, Scanta and Chad the very best from us. And I, we hope that this company grows by leaps and bounds. Thank you so much, Ashan, for having me. This was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to Empower. You can subscribe to our show on our website, omnidigit.com slash empower or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, if you want to tell your story, you can go to build.omnidigit.com. And you can also write to us at empower at omnidigit.com.